This morning, Lord willing, we are going to conclude, we're going to wrap up our series called So Great a Salvation. Hebrews 2, 3 says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? What a great work the Lord has done in our lives. Don't neglect it. I'll tell you, when He saves us, He rescues us from the penalty of sin. He frees us from every bondage, and He heals all our diseases. I want to remind you this morning that healing is part of so great a salvation. It is part of what He has provided for us. In James 5, 14 and 15, it says, Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil and pray over him. See, they're going to pray the prayer of faith, it says. It says the prayer of faith will save the sick. Save, that's that Greek word we've talked about in this series, sozo. It will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Now, I just want to encourage you this morning that when we have prayer time here at the front and you have a a problem in your body, your physical body, you need to come for prayer. (laughs) Sometimes, you know what, you say, I'll just pray on my own. Okay. Sometimes it's pray on your own and God heals you. And sometimes it says, you know, the Bible says believers lay hands on the sick. Somebody else, a believer, lays hands on you and you get well. And sometimes you call for the elders of the church. You have church leaders who anoint and pray. And guess what? God uses that sometimes. So when we have prayer here at the front, just say, I'll just pray on my own. I want to tell you, there's a lot of people missing what God wants to do in their life because they're afraid what somebody's going to think if they walk to the front. Oh, my goodness. Listen, let me tell you, you, you think too much of yourself because other people aren't. Amen. That's right. I don't know. Maybe there's some weird person somewhere that's like, did you see who went down front? <laughs> I go down front. Amen. They're the ones with the problem, not me. If you come down front, you ain't the one. Well, you got a problem, that's why you come down. But you ain't the one with the big problem, right? I mean, they're the ones that really got a problem. But I'm just telling you, when, when we have opportunity for prayer, for healing, or if there's a need in your life, you want to pray for somebody else, man, come down here and join in, in prayer with these prayer partners. It's a powerful time of prayer and a powerful opportunity for you to let God do something in your life. Now, in the message last week, we focused on the healing of the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. And, you know, one of the things that we read there was that when she heard that Jesus was coming, you see, she heard something and her faith rose. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be healed. You know, anytime people hear about others being healed, it encourages and strengthens their faith to be healed. And that happened in... This time, when this woman was healed of that issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, I want you to see what happens next in Mark chapter 6. Beginning in verse 56, it says, Wherever he, Jesus, entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. First of all, I want to point out to you that These people must have heard about that woman touching the hem of his garment and being healed. And guess what? 
They just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And it says, as many as touched him were made well. It wasn't his clothes. It was because they believed that if they just touched his garment, they would be made well. But you know, in the, in the New King James Version, in most of the modern translations, it uses that phrase, made well. And it's certainly appropriate in the sense that, yes, their physical body was healed. But that word there also is translated as whole. In fact, in the King James Version here, where it says made well, it says they were whole. And I want you to understand that this is part of so great a salvation. It's us being made whole. Now, when we use the word now in our culture, uh, when we say whole, well, usually we're talking about all of something, like, I can't believe I ate the whole thing, <laughs> right? Uh, we, we use that word whole that way. We're talking about all of something. Listen, that is exactly the point and why I want to focus on that, that particular translation of the word this morning because, yes, God does heal the physical body, but he also has brought so great a salvation for our whole being. And he doesn't just do something, you know, just a little bit. He does the whole thing. You need to know this, that God is concerned about all of our being, not just that we go to heaven someday and not just that our bodies are healed, but he wants us to be whole in our soul. I had a friend who restored an old pickup, and uh, he, looked, he put a whole lot of time and effort into it and just a ton of money. I mean, he spent way, way, way more on that pickup than it was uh, priced originally when it was new. But when he was done with it, I got to tell you, it wasn't as good as new. It was way better than new. Because when it was new, it didn't even have air conditioning. It didn't have power steering. And when he was done with it, it was really, really nice. I mean, the paint job even was way better than original paint. And you see, the point is, is that when God makes you whole, when he restores you, he doesn't just take you back to original condition. No, he makes you better, way better. Listen, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature in Christ. Not just, not just back to original condition. No, you're a new creature in Christ. Well, how amazing is this so great a salvation? You know, we come to him. We have sin in our lives. We bring to him a life that's broken, a life that's messed up, a life with problems. We have issues. We need help. We need a savior. But this salvation, it is the total package. So great a salvation. And he wants to heal us, make us whole, better than new. I want you to know this morning that salvation is not a one-time event in our life. Now, we say things like, I got saved at such and such time. And I want you to understand, there is an event when you are born again. March 25th, 1977, I know that I was born again. That was an event that happened to me. But did you know he's still saving me? Salvation is still a work in progress in my life. Do you know the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling? 
don't want to mess anybody up this morning, but I'm just telling you, sometimes we just focus on a couple of phrases in the scripture, but here's what I want you to understand, that it is an ongoing process in my life. You know, yes, he forgave me when I was born again. Did you know he's still forgiving me? I still need forgiveness. Some of you know, you know I need forgiveness, right? You're thinking, yeah. Did you know that he set me free? But there are times when I need to be set free in some area of my life again. He healed me, but did you know there's times when I still need healing? And do you know that there's times when I am still broken, when something happens in my life and there's heartache and trouble and I get broken and I need the Lord to make me whole again. It's a process. It's something that's going on. In fact, the Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you We'll complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Until Jesus comes back, he's going to keep working on us. Because none of us has arrived. I'm glad that he's not finished with me. Aren't you glad? Amen. Amen. Y'all are glad that the Lord's not finished with the pastor. (laughs) Right? Now, if you're sitting next to somebody, just ask them, Aren't you glad the Lord's not finished with me? Y'all are really quiet. I hope you didn't get any real enthusiastic responses. Yeah. Right? But he's not. He's not finished with any of us. He says that he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to keep working on us. And I'm telling you this morning that God wants to do something in our life today. He's not through with any of us. But even though we are born again, children of God, most of us have some area of our life that's just not quite right. Oh, some of us have said that about people before. He's just not quite right, right? But all of us are broken in some way. None of us has it all together. Sometimes it's from bad choices. Sometimes it's because of relationship that went wrong. Sometimes it's because of disappointments and broken dreams or something hurtful that others have done to us. But whatever it is, here's what you need to know. Jesus can make you whole. It is part of so great a salvation. We've all had areas of our life where we experienced loss and pain, destruction. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief does not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. We have an adversary. Amen. But that's not the end of the verse, the end of the story. No, Jesus, he says, I have come that they might have life. Not just any old life, but an abundant life. You see, he came to into those areas of our life where there's brokenness and trouble, heartache and hurt. He came to make us whole so we can have an abundant life. You know, all of us, as I said, have been broken in some way, but man-made religion looks down upon the broken. Those with weaknesses and struggles, those who have fallen or failed, those who've made mistakes, sometimes are cast aside, they're rejected as damaged goods. You ever go to the store and you buy something or, well, nowadays, you just order it. It shows up on the porch. But when you unpackage it, it's damaged. What do you do? You reject it. You send it back. But the crazy thing is, is that sometimes man-made religion and sometimes the world just rejects people, casts people aside as losers 
who have failed, made mistakes, or been through too much. But He never does. No, our Savior loves us, and He wants to heal, He wants to restore, He wants to make whole. He is merciful and gracious. He is our Savior. And I, I have to ask a really strange question this morning, but I need to ask it. Do you want to be made whole? I'm not the first to ask that question. Many of you know that Jesus asked that question in John chapter 5. We're going to go there in just a moment, but I'm going to read it from the King James Version because, as I said earlier, I want to focus on this being made whole, not just being made well, not just about the physical body, but I believe in this event that we're going to read about, but many other times in our life, that God does something deeper just than what's on the outside in the physical body. We're going to read from John 5, beginning from verse 1. It says, y'all bear with me now, I'm going to be reading that King James. I'm a little rusty. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, and waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, 38 years. I just want you to think about this for just a minute. This man was in this condition for 38 years. That's a really long time. Remember 38 years ago? Oh, a bunch of you don't. In fact, some of you, I know you don't. You weren't even a twinkle in your father's eye yet. Nobody had thought anything of you except the Lord himself. Hmm. 38 years ago. Where were you? Those of you that do, that can go back that far. Well, some of us have a hard time remembering that far. But anyway, what were you doing 38 years ago? I mean, 1984. Can you imagine this man had been in this condition in our day and time, we would say he's been like this since 1984. 38 years. Wow. Wow. That's a long time to be in a broken condition. But there are a lot of people in our world that have been broken for a really long time. Jesus can make you whole. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, wilt thou be made whole? What kind of question is that to ask somebody who's sick or ask somebody who's messed up or broken in their life? Do you want to be made whole? It seems so insensitive. But there's a reason that Jesus asked this question because for us to be whole, it has to be something that we really want. We think, well, if you're broken, you know, if you're sick, of course you want to be made whole. But the truth is, is that a lot of time people hang on to their past hurts. For us to be whole, it has to be something that we really want. So often people allow 
those past hurts, past disappointments, to become a cloud that overshadows their life now. 38 years. You see, this man had grown accustomed to the way that he was, and I think a lot of people become accustomed to their brokenness. A lot of times people allow, they relive and talk about the things that have happened to them, the way that they were hurt rather than move on. And sometimes they don't really want change. Hear me now. They don't really want change. That's why Jesus asked this man, will you be made whole? He wants this man to make that choice. Yes, I want change. I don't want to be like this anymore. I really do want change. And I want to tell you this morning that if you're broken in some way, you got to really want change in your life. Will you be made whole? Sometimes people just choose to live in the past. They choose to stay as they are. They choose to continue to think of themselves as a victim. Verse 7, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. He immediately starts talking about his problems. He immediately talks about why he can't be whole. He says, I don't have anybody. Other people do this and nobody's doing that. And here's the thing that a lot of times when it comes to the brokenness and the trouble, the heartache in our life, people focus on others. Well, they did this to me. Or people didn't do that. Nobody's helping me. That's what this guy was saying. Nobody will help me. Nobody will help me. I want to tell you something that this morning when the Savior makes you whole, it is not dependent upon what other people have done or haven't done or whether or not they're willing to help you. The Savior can make you whole. The issue is, do we really want to be whole? Are we willing to change? Are we willing to let go of the past and the way it's always been? Instead, we like to focus on the things that are out of our control. But what is in our control is that we can choose, we can say, yes, I want to be made whole. Jesus making us whole is not dependent on anything else. Do we want to be made whole? See, we live in this broken world full of broken people, broken relationships. And if we want to be made whole, first... And foremost, we have to answer that question. Do you want to be made whole? Yes, I want to be made whole. Verse 8, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I want you to know something. This man decided that he wanted to be made whole. This man believed. You know how I know that? Because it says, and immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. He got up. And he started walking. He did what Jesus told him to do. He got up and he started walking. He didn't say anymore, I can't. 
Well, you know, I've been like this 38 years. There's no way. He got up, took up his bed, and he walked. And by the way, it says in the same day was the Sabbath, and we'll come back to that later. But when you ask the Lord to make you whole, you need to be willing to do what you couldn't do before. Sometimes a person gets hurt so deeply, they'll say, I just can't forgive. You can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You won't forgive. Will you be made whole? Let me tell you this about hurts and forgiveness. You will not be made whole until you decide you will forgive. Because as long as you refuse to forgive, you bind yourself up with that old wound and that old hurt. You won't be able to really be whole. You see, you got to be willing to say, yes, I want to be whole. And you're going to have to... That man had to do something. He had to get up. And you got to forgive. You got to be willing to turn that over to God and trust God to take care of the hurt and the offense. And instead, you forgive. Sometimes, you know, people get wrongfully fired. I mean, it happens sooner or later to a lot of good people. They get fired for one reason or another that wasn't their fault at all. And you can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, about how you were mistreated and how wrong it was. But what happens to some people is they're so focused on the past and how that this happened to them and how it messed up their life and it's so wrong and so wrong when God wants them to get up and he wants them to begin to believe and to look forward to what God has for them next to a better job. Or maybe they're going to do what they couldn't do before and they're going to go into business for themselves. But I'm just telling you, want to be made whole? You need to believe that he will make you whole and you got to be willing to do something. Somebody goes through, you know, terrible heartache in a relationship. And it it can just be devastating when your heart is broken in that way. And some people, they get so focused on the hurt and what they've been through and so depressed. And that's all they can see and all they talk about. And they just relive it all the time. You got to do what you couldn't do. you got to move on from the hurt and believe God. I'm going to meddle just a second, okay? I understand. I'm sorry that you got hurt. Now you need to get in shape. You need to fix yourself up. You need to change your outlook. Put a smile on your face and get ready for somebody great. Nobody's looking for a person that's sad and depressed and focused on the person in their past. I'm just telling you, you got to move on. Believe God will heal you, make you whole, and move on from that and what God has for you. That man didn't stay there anymore. He got up. And you got to get up, believe that God will make you whole. Do you really want to be made whole? 
Verse 10, the Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day, it's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then they, they asked him, or then asked they him, man, that King James is rough sometimes. <laughs> then asked they him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. He didn't know. For Jesus had conveyed himself away in the multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Now, I've heard a lot of speculation about what Jesus was talking about, but we don't really know what this man's sin was. But whatever it was, it may have been something that had to do with his condition before. What we do know is exactly what Jesus said. That's the one thing we know for sure. And what Jesus said for sure was, sin no more, lest a worse thing, a worse thing than being in that condition 38 years, a worse thing come upon you. I'll tell you, Jesus didn't just save this man's physical body, but he is telling this man that he has been freed from that sin. He says, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And so I want to say it again, that when we want to be made whole, sometimes we have to make some changes in our life. Or we'll, see, this, he said a worse thing. We'll end up right back where we were. See, sometimes there's some old habits that you just need to decide, you know what, I'm not going to have that habit in my life anymore. I've been made whole, and I don't want that in my life anymore because it will bind me up again. Sometimes you need to, ch- quit, you need to change who you hang out with. You hang out with that same old crowd, and you're going to end up with your life just as big a mess as it was before. Sometimes you've got to change some priorities in your life or you'll find yourself far away from God again. You've got to be willing to change some things. Jesus told this man, go and sin no more. Let's the worst thing come upon you. You can't just go back to the same old things and stay whole. You've got to be willing to change. Now, a couple of chapters later, it seems that Jesus refers to this event again there haven't been any other healings recorded in the book of John. And this is what, hap- or what uh, Jesus says in John 7, 23. He says, If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you ain't, I'll say it right, are ye angry at me because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Every whit whole? Listen, he said, every way whole. I made a man every way whole. I believe that God can do that in our life. It's so great a salvation. He can make us in every way whole. He was dealing with more than a broken body. He made this man whole in his soul. And I believe that Jesus is able to do that in our life. You know, there are greater needs than 
the physical body. In fact, sometimes the problems with our physical body are directly related to the problems with our soul. I mean, the most obvious example of this is when we have a lot of stress and anxiety in our life, it can just bring a whole slew of health issues to us. And Jesus wants to deal not only with the body, but with our soul. In the 23rd Psalm, when David is talking about the Lord being his shepherd, he said, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. You know, David was a great man, but he had been through so many tragedies and heartaches in his life, losing children, all kinds of conflict and battles, people persecuting him, treating him wrongly over and over again. David dealt with so many heartbreaks and issues in life And yet, through it all, David says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. I want you to know that if the Lord restored David's soul, He can restore yours. You see, David went through so much, so many different things. Sometimes people in our generation, go through one terrible thing. And don't misunderstand me. Terrible things. They go through one terrible thing and they can never recover. The Lord can make you whole. No matter what it is, no matter what you've been through, no matter how great your fall, He can make you whole again. Some who've been through a divorce. There's such a wound in their soul. It can be so traumatic, not only for the adults, but for the children. The Lord can make you whole. He can restore your soul. Those that have been physically or sexually abused, it is such a traumatic wound to their soul. But Jesus can make you whole. You don't have to bear the burden of the wrongs done to you. Jesus can set you free and lift that off of you. Some who have served in the military have been through such traumatic things that it just wounds their soul deep down inside. But here's what I know, that the Lord can restore your soul He can make you whole again. Whatever you've been through, you need to know that our Savior took that upon Himself. Isaiah 53, 4, that prophecy we read last week. Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. This is real. This is spiritual truth that He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows just as much As he took our sins away, he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. We need to realize that Jesus can make our soul whole because he's taken all of that upon himself. I know in this world, we all go through things. We got to believe. Jesus said in John 16, These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. 
He says, in this world, you're going to have tribulation or trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, you're going to have trouble, but you can still have peace. And we need to be encouraged because Jesus says, I have overcome the world. We all go through things, terrible things, but I I want to say it again. You can be made whole. I would never tell somebody, get over it. I want to sometimes, but I would never, I would never. But I will tell you how to get over it. Jesus has overcome the world. So we can. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God... If you're born again, it's talking about you. Overcomes the world. Get this. Overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. Tribulation, trouble, heartache. Overcomes the world. Whatever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Listen, you got to believe. you got to believe that you can get over it, that you can overcome, that Jesus can make you whole and restore your soul. That you don't have to live in the same old way for the next 38 years, that Jesus can make you whole. By faith, you overcome. Sometimes people don't receive wholeness just simply because they don't believe they can. They believe they have to remain a victim. I want to tell you something I know about every person here. I had a man leave the church one time because he thought that his wife had been telling me stuff about him. I stole an illustration from another preacher and I shared it and he thought it was a story about him. I don't know, maybe his wife had been talking to that other preacher in another state. I don't know, but anyway... I know something about all of you, though. All of you, in some way, to some degree, have been hurt. All of us. It's it's universal. And in fact, in the day and the time that we live in, the story that I hear so often is that people say they were hurt at church. I got to tell you, anytime you're around people, sooner or later you're going to get hurt. If you haven't been hurt at church yet, well, give it a little while. Because we all have flaws. We all make mistakes. And so many people, they get hurt at church and they decide to allow that to control their life. And they get out of church and they miss so much of what God wanted to do in their life and through their life because of the hurt and the bitterness that they said, I ain't ever going to church again. It's time to let the Lord restore your soul and make you whole. I'm a pastor. Nobody's ever hurt me. God forgive me for lying in the pulpit. That was sarcasm in case you didn't know. One time I left the church, I was so beat up and down and my heart was kind of hardened a little bit 
And we went to another church. We landed in another church where we just attended for a while. And as I stood one Sunday, sorry, one Sunday morning in worship, and I worshiped the Lord. I felt the presence of God. Tears just began to run down my face, and my heart was so softened and changed. In that moment, the pastor's wife came back and found me, and she paraphrased the passage from Joel chapter 2. And she said, The Lord is going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And I just, I got to tell you that I am so blessed. I still have problems. I still have weaknesses. But the Lord has so made my soul whole and given me such sweet people to pastor. And I, I just, the Lord has blessed me so much. And I share that story with you today because I know, I know that many of you have been through things and heartaches and stuff even at church. Let the Lord restore you, make you whole. It doesn't always, just like physical healing, it doesn't always happen in an instant. But if you will believe God and trust God, that wholeness, that restoration will come. I want to share one last verse of scripture with you this morning. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever things when you whatever things when you, you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe you receive. You see, when you pray, you believe you receive that restoration, wholeness in your life. And he says, You will have them. This is part of so great a salvation that he makes us every way whole. Let Jesus make you whole. Stand with me. We're going to pray. And I want our prayer partners to come.